Good morning. This is Darrell Gunter, your host for Leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm so happy to have my very dear friend, Mr. Peter Watts, the CEO of Solutionize, back on the program to talk about a very exciting product that is going to change everyone's life in the way of healthcare. We're going to talk about Team Patient. Peter, welcome to the program. Thanks so much, Darrell. Good to be back. It's so good for you to be back. It's been a while since we've been on the program. If you could, just for the benefit of those who haven't heard your previous two interviews, if you could share with them a little bit about your, your background. Certainly. Well, I've been in uh, technology since I left school. Um, I started a business in technology in the boom years in the 70s and uh, built a worldwide business from it. I uh, started my business here in the U.S. in 1978. I was one of the first tenants in the World Trade Center. Um, I built the systems integration companies, software companies, and information businesses. Um, I sold a web business to IBM back in 1999. And from that, I partnered with IBM for the next 10 years, building um, sort of private social networks to connect their businesses, their customers, business partners, and staff around the world. So sort of evolved the concept of um, uh, information sharing networks, which is the basis of Team Patient. You know, you've always been at the, the forefront and the pioneer in helping people to collaborate. So it, it's, it's a very natural uh, project that you're working on with Team Patient, which I think is, is, it's a phenomenal application. Tell us about Team Patient. What is Team Patient? Okay, very simply, it's a digital team room, and it was designed around the needs of a patient when they're um, struggling with health, when they're struggling with improving their wellness, the, the whole issue of be, the life of being a patient. The, the healthcare process is broken into silos. It's very complex. There's specialists everywhere. Um, the, the informational needs of the patient and the informational needs of the providers and care providers uh, are, um, are many and they're fragmented, um, they're disparate. And Team Patient was designed to be a team room uh, that would help bring together all of the information for all of the people involved in the continuum of care. And the continuum of care is defined in Wikipedia as you know, cradle to death, basically, mm -hmm. um, helping people manage their process of health. So it's uh, agnostic from the providers. If you look at some of the uh, challenges in, in healthcare today, each provider sets up a system and a, and a portal with a, with a patient to manage their electronic medical records. Um, those are the Bible as far as the provider's concerned, but, but for, the, uh, for the patient and their family and the caregivers and the other people that have to provide care to them, um, th their needs are much bigger than EMR. So there's business needs, there's social needs, and there's medical information and clinical needs. So the idea of Team Patient is to bring all of the informational assets, um, documents, videos, reports, uh, records, bring them all into one place so that anybody in the continuum of care can uh, use them uh, with the patient's approval for their part of the healthcare process. You know, you and I have talked about this before. My mom is 92, and my sister is her caregiver. And any time that my mom would 
uh, stay with one of our other brothers and sisters because there's seven of us, uh, Shermaine would have to give us a download of information. And my concern was always, I hope I can remember it all. So when you mentioned to me about how Team Patient is going to bring everyone into this patient's ecosystem with the same level of information, I just said, that is simply brilliant. It, it, it's like the, the person who created sliced bread. You know, you, you have it. And um, how far along are you with Team Patient? Is it currently uh, being piloted somewhere? Yes, in fact, um, <clears throat> it was launched on February the 12th last year. And it's been in use with a number of different patients. Uh, we started with patients with chronic conditions, leukemia, initially. Uh, we've worked with patients with epilepsy, cancer, heart conditions, um, elderly and pediatric care. So we've, our focus for the first nine months was to um, ensure that we met the needs of the patient, the family and the caregiver. And then we started to, um, this sort of phase two was to start connecting um, the providers, the hospitals, um, and also the insurance companies that deal with them. So we have um, our longest serving patient has been involved for, for, for nine months. And uh, during that time, um, many of his uh, 25 different specialists that have dealt with his leukemia uh, remission and treatment have been involved in team patient, the nurse navigators, um, the insurance, family, friends, and consultants uh, around the world. He's had uh, international advisors. Uh, and what Team Patient has done is to bring all of them together to share the records um, and information that he needs for his care. He's amassed uh, hundreds of messages between uh, all of the different groups, both social, business, and medical. Um, there's been dialogue between the doctors and, the, and his family about certain health conditions. He reports information to the doctors in advance of visits, so it's very innovative in that respect, and it, it makes the consultation more efficient. Um, he's had dialogue with insurance companies to approve treatments in real time. So it's been invaluable um, for, for the early adopters in, in our platform. And uh, this quarter, January, February, March, so I'm delighted to be here to talk about it, um, we're launching pilots in uh, elderly care home uh, emergency room in a major hospital, in um, solo practitioner's office, a chiropractor that deals with wellness. We're working with a, a visiting nurses association and we're working with smart electronic devices, uh, medical devices, to add the network on top of the device so that everybody's connected. So the, the principle here is uh, in the continuum of care, one of the pillars that I just described uh, are significant um, people in, during the continuum of care. So we're trying to connect them all, and we're doing pilots across every segment of it. That, that is that is phenomenal. That is really, really phenomenal. When you think about elderly care, um, you think about the number of, of, of folks who have to take the decision to put a loved one into a convalescent center, as, as they might be called. Um, having that up-to-date information is, is just phenomenal. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but as a child, um, my mother and I, my mother, I would join her on Sunday evenings to go out to the convalescent centers to, to visit and, and give care to people there. And think about a family member who is far away who wants to be kept up to date on a loved one. Team well, patient can, can do that for them. 
Yep. Um, I've sort of got three interesting examples. Uh, on my phone, I get another, the gentleman I described earlier, which was our first patient and actually a good friend of mine. Um, I get a notification every time there's a new document, a new video, a new prescription, a new message. So I, last Sunday, for example, I got eight notifications about a whole new medication regime. And I'm able to click straight into look at those medications. Uh, as a part of his caregiver group, I can contact his family and make some decisions and see if I can help. So there's a, there's a general value of that sort of real-time information. But uh, specifically with the elderly, which is... Um, which I'm approaching and uh, and well, you're far very away concerned from that. about. <laughs> um, two two very interesting examples of a use case. We're working with the one of the busiest uh, emergency room departments in in the country. They process 175,000 visits a year. They have uh, a geriatric unit with 27,000 visitors a year, and I can't countenance that number of people. It's a stunning number. Th- those that get readmitted are a burden on the hospital, they're a burden on the family, and they're a worry to themselves. Um, the average time of an elderly person going back to ER is two days. So two days after they get released, they, they, they will often come back because they've forgotten information. Uh, they're unsure about something. Um, they've had some reaction to some treatment. And the strategy we have here, we're hoping to start this pilot uh, next month, is during the observation period, uh, team patient connects the patient record to family member, to the next provider in care, which might be a general family practitioner, maybe a specialist, it may be a care home, it may be visiting physician. So they leave ER with um, a net, with their information network to family members and care providers, with a calendar of tasks, uh, with critical information about their health that gets passed on to the next provider. The, the goal here is to, um, to, two goals really, one for the family to ensure that the patient is stress-free and has all of the information connected to the people that need to know. And secondly, for the, uh, the providers themselves, there's a comfort level that that person won't be back unnecessarily, which is a burden on them, their resources, and obviously the overall cost of healthcare. You know, to your point of the, what I like to call now the COC, the continuum of care, um, is that this information is digital and it's on a smartphone, which means that when doctors are giving you instructions, you know, you're, you're doing the best you can to listen in. And you get home, you're like, what, what did he or she say? Mm-hmm. You go to team patient, and it's right there. Yeah, in fact, one of the innovations we're working on with this uh, ER, uh, the chairman of the emergency room, is for the discharge process, which traditionally has been a, a document with um, Latin Latin terms on it, um, that to be accompanied by an audio clip from the from the doctor, discharging doctor, that um, describes exactly what they should do, stresses the important things, and that gets connected directly to the next people in care, so the family, the uh, family practitioner, the mobile um, service provider, the nurses. And one of the benefits I hadn't thought about that the chair of ER mentioned to me in, in this um, strategy was for those people that don't speak good English, um, this is a great way for them to share it with somebody that does and can interpret them. Secondly, um, those with a lesser education, unable perhaps to, to read um, some of the uh, challenging care instructions, once it's posted in one place, there will be someone in their care network that can interpret it properly. And, and an audio version of it 
allows you to inter- to understand the stress and what's important and what's less important. So there's some of these innovations of having everything in one place is um, But also the voice the voice tools that are now available. Yeah. You could take a document and put it in any language. Yep, uh, th- that's true. Uh, I, I think the the real issue that we found was that the, the, the stress of the emphasis from the from the doctor was the most important, um, particularly with medication, because one of the challenges that we found, because healthcare is so fragmented, um, a person, particularly elderly person, may be suffering from uh, two, three, four conditions that are treated separately. They've got medication for each. Um, when information is verbally communicated about the issues and importance of understanding the um, contradictions between medications, it's far more likely to be dealt with than if it's written down. So there's some really interesting innovations by using voice. Um, I just want to come back to what else you said on the elderly care home. Um, we're, we're implementing team patient in a care home uh, this month in California. And there's some regulatory issues, there's some process issues, and there's some uh, family issues involved with it. So if I can explain some of the uh, challenges. Um, when, when children bring their elderly parents to a care home, um, they generally don't have the information to hand them over with a degree of accuracy that would allow good care. Um, secondly, the uh, case managers and the case workers don't have a process generally to communicate with the many different providers that will be um, caring for the loved ones, the parents. So if you think of basic things like dentists and therapists and uh, chiropractors and other people and podiatrists, and you, you go through the go through the list, the, the case managers need a general process to to deal with anybody in that ecosystem with the same process. And I think that's one of the innovations. So if you look at the triangulation between the parent, the case manager, and the providers, that's really where we're focused. That's sort of that very local, small ecosystem, very but yeah. very significant very ecosystem. Key. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Mr. Peter Watts, the CEO of Solutionize, discussing his very exciting product, Team Patient. If you've missed any of this interview, you will be able to catch it on iTunes. I urge you to go back and download it because this is some phenomenal information about how we can improve our health care within our families. So, Peter, going back to the the elderly and the the continuum of care, when you talked about all the different folks in the ecosystem, it makes me think of my mom, Mm -hmm. you know, because, because she's diabetic. There's a podiatrist involved. There's a heart specialist involved. Um, uh, she, you know, she had a stroke, so there, I guess there's a neurologist in, involved, and everyone having all of that information collectively, imp- it will greatly improve uh, the person's care. And the outcomes, uh, no, no question. In fact, there's the, 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 there's a corollary of this, which is, if you think about the way your mum works today with these different providers, oh my eight, sister, <laughs> and and the, and the doctors <coughs> and the podiatrists yes. And, yes. and others. Uh, each have got their own systems, each have got their own processes, each have got their own delivery mechanism, each have got their own care plans and instructions. Um, in, in team patient, we sort of reverse that process and we get information, f- the key information from each of their systems and processes, we bring it into one place. We create one overall care calendar. Um, so team patients Beautiful. made up of a wow. series of tasks. Mm-hmm. So any of the caregivers can, can add a task to the network and all of those tasks get rolled up into 
essential care calendar so that anybody looking out for the patient and the patient themselves can see the big picture. And um, one of our advisable members, Dr. Fogler, uh, said from the very beginning um, when we started developing team patient, the biggest issue for a patient is to wake up at two in the morning and, and not know what's ahead. So this calendar gives them a, a road ahead. A roadmap. Yeah, it gives them an absolute roadmap. Yeah. I, I, you know, my sister, again, uh, using my sister and my mom as an example, my sister has that roadmap in a uh, composition book. God, God forbid if the composition book gets yeah. uh, damaged and whatnot. Yeah, it's very interesting. If you, if you go back to when we first launched this with our uh, team patient number one, um, the, the gentleman with a chronic condition, if we look at this nine months forward, um, We've got what we call the personal care cloud. Uh, all of the information and people and messaging and documents and videos and audios and reports and records, when you look at them in one place, you will see hundreds of different messages, some social, some medical, some challenging, some extremely personal, um, and hundreds of documents that have been scanned into the system or updated into the system that are pictures of um, safety mechanisms for the home, uh, pictures of blood samples that have been shared between the doctor and the, and the family. And of course, this, this, this team patient is protected by, by privacy. Only those who are authorized yes. to see the data are able to. And there's, the, there's sort of roles-based rules. So you, you can um, give different rules to different people in the network. So you can make somebody an uh, ultimate administrator. Somebody might be an administrator of just the insurance group. Um, someone will be an administrator of the, of the medical team. So it's very organized. And one of the important issues, um, HIPAA comes up regularly in, in healthcare as, a, as, a, as an obstacle, as an issue. Um, we use it as an advantage because if the patient agrees to the redistribution of information and actually delivers it, HIPAA is not an issue. The, the issue of HIPAA is from doctor to patient, from patient onwards um, is the patient's discretion. Right. And that... that right is the tenant <coughs> behind team patient. And it actually is what accelerates the process. So um, some of our patients already are using team patient information to share with their doctors when they go to a new provider. They can get them to join a group and see the whole care history for the last six months. And it's uh, incredibly efficient in that sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so where, you know, I, I'm a listener right now and I have a loved one who I would love to uh, get involved with Team Patient. Is it available to the open public yet? Yes, teampatient.com. And we're, um, we've been working with a number of different audiences. So um, we've talked about people that are sick. Now let's, let's talk about some chronic conditions. So we've been focusing on a couple of um, sadly uh, rapidly growing conditions such as autism, which um, the statistic is one in 68 children are born with autism today, which is just a stunning statistic. Um, if you look at the issue of home care, forget providers for now, forget HIPAA as an issue, but think of people that are dealing with chronic conditions like diabetes and, and autism and many other c conditions. Um, we're working with some families dealing with uh, autism in their family, generally for, for pediatric care. And think of the triangulation that's important there. They need to, tri they need to triangulate between caregivers one of our patients has four different caregivers for different times of the day. They have to deal with uh, behavioral therapists, they have to deal with school, they have to deal with education programs which are mandated by law. So you have to bring together all of those, uh, that ecosystem which is very different from the sickness one, 
but the team patient was designed to sort of homogenize any connection and any sharing of information. Wow, you know, I was just thinking about the uh, the unfortunate uh, condition of the opiate um, situation that's going on with 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 uh, the teenagers and, and younger folks, and and how you know parents are trying to figure out and reach out to get the necessary help, and how do you communicate that within the um, within the group that uh, wants to support that that young person's health? We've um, we've got. A situation with a, a school in California we're working with that um, the director of wellness is uh, looking at triangulating between families, uh, staff, faculty at the school, and dealing with an, a combination of wellness and and unwellness issues. Uh, and opiates uh, are, are one of the biggest focus areas. So, as a way for some of the the, the director of wellness to communicate with the families about concerns they have and treatments that they might deal with. And we're, we're in a very difficult uh, legal landscape today. Uh, rights, yeah. everybody's rights are issues, <coughs> regulations are issues. But fundamentally, there, there needs to be a communication process to enable people to share private information. And uh, if you look at the alternatives to team patient, there are uh, Facebook and LinkedIn, and people won't use those for personal stuff. They can't uh, effectively do it. There's no structure for it. Um, so if you come back to the basic design principles of team patient, it's about having a very private network, very organized set of people in it with their own roles, with rules for those roles, and the ability to share any information and provide a context for it. And that's really the, uh, the underlying principle, and it seems to have endured across every audience we talk to, it works. And Peter, um, can, if someone had more questions, can they contact you directly? Yes. Um, and how can they do that? Peter.Watts, W-A-T-T-S, at Solutionize, S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N-I-Z-E dot com. So we'd be welcome any uh, inquiries from any groups. Um, we're dealing with um, foundations currently. We're dealing with schools. We're dealing with um, emergency rooms. We're dealing with chronic condition foundations. So... Um, and many individuals, so we'd, be, we'd welcome the chance to talk to more people that would help join us on our journey through care. Wonderful, wonderful. And also, uh, so it can be, it's already launched, it can be accessed at teampatient.com, and um, this is going to benefit the world community. This is available globally, correct? Yes, um, we've, it, it's, all, it's based in the cloud, so anybody can use it anywhere, and, and some of the... Um, um, some of the focus areas, the way we've decided to approach it is generally through population. So, um, you know, population health is a big issue today. So we prefer at this stage for the next year at least to work through groups that have got common interests because mm -hmm. they're generally better at promoting and better supporting it and they've got a more of a continual need. Um, and I think team patient really is, um, is something for... Um, conditions that that, uh, that endure uh, because uh, the more you use a network like team patient the more the value derives so we've been trying to work through groups that have got that care for special interests so emergency rooms care for that local population a foundational care for that specific population care homes will focus on that population so um, whilst it is available worldwide for anybody um, we we prefer to be able to support it through support groups because at the end of the day um, solving care is about humans and technology so um, it's not just all about technology 
um, in the right hands, team patience very valuable. Um, we have a very interesting vignette from um, our longest standing patient. He said that as he was involved in our company before he contracted leukemia, he said that he was very interested to see team patient academically. And after three months of use, he said, I, I don't want it, I need it, because it really helps him so much with the administration of, of his care. And it's leading to a service that we're looking to establish, which will be uh, global, which is a navigator service. So the thing that we found um, through the emergency room that we're working with here in New Jersey, the, the country's largest and busiest, um, because particularly elderly people have got many touch points in their care, there's generally no one function um, with a medical background that's really helping them through the care. So we're looking to use Team Patient as a foundation for a navigator service. Um, that would uh, be used by experienced medical staff to help that person through the rigors of care. Wow, that is that is awesome. That is awesome. You know, finding the right experts and and whatnot. Um, are you currently seeking any type of partnerships with any other information providers uh, like Vitals.com, or are you are you talking to any of those folks? We've been. Um, we started working with smart device manufacturers recently. So there's one, uh, again, here in New Jersey, coincidentally, um, that deals with sort of an automated pill dispenser. And it sends out an alert when the patient has or hasn't taken the um, medication. And we're adding team patient onto the device so that there's intelligence with the device. Uh, that's really our strategy. So, yeah, we'd welcome the chance to talk to uh, any other technology vendors. And I think... Um, you know, emergency um, uh, electronic medical records has, has come up as an issue for us at times um, because all hospitals today uh, and increasingly doctors' practices have got EMR. Um, I want to make the distinction between team patient and EMR. Team patient is not dealing with EMR. Team patient will extract some EMR through the patient portals, um, just, what the, just what the patient needs when they need it. So we sort of think of this as just-in-time information. So looking at EMR providers as a future partnership, that would be a very interesting one for us. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Mr. Peter Watts, the CEO of Solutionize, talking about uh, team patient. Again, if you have missed any part of this interview, please go to iTunes University, look for Seton Hall University, and then Leadership with Darrell Gunter, and you will see this great interview uh, with Mr. Uh, Peter Watts. Peter uh, we're at the end of our interview, but what is the last thought you would like to leave with our public, our listening audience, about Team Patient? I, I think it's one of comfort, uh, frankly. Um, you know, I haven't been in technology all my life and automating processes. Um, many of the things I've done have been about improving something, some aspect of life. And I think, um, having been involved with Team Patient, the thing that really resounds to me um, resonates with me is when families come back and they start explaining to my team and I um, the value it provides to them and, and generally it's peace of mind and comfort and we started you know focusing on patients initially and we knew they needed the comfort but we didn't really realize the hospital the healthcare system needs comfort too because as they're discharging um, there's 26 million people last year um, discharged from hospital 171 million discharged from uh, uh, emergency room, which is half of the population. Uh, most of them leave without comfort. And, and I think the practitioners 
are more and more focusing on how can we provide comfort. It's not just patient experience, but how can we improve the outcome from putting them into that continuum of care? So comfort's my sort of keyword. Comfort is very comforting, especially <laughs> when it comes to uh, a loved one. The ones. worst time of your life. The yep. loved, loved one's health. Uh, recently, we, we lost our Aunt Mona, and she um, uh, had 15% lung capacity. And uh, the care that she received uh, was, was phenomenal. Uh, but I can just only imagine how much better it would have been had she had uh, team patients. Better communications, yeah. yeah. So, um, so, so I want to thank you and your colleagues, Peter, for really what I think is going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal tool that's going to improve the quality of life for everyone. Thank Thanks you for much. coming on the program. Appreciate it, Darrell. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up this weekend. We were here with Mr. Peter Watts, the CEO of Solutionize, talking about that very dynamic product called Team Patient. Please go to teampatient.com and check it out. If you've missed any part of this broadcast, please go to iTunes U at Seton Hall University. Look for Leadership with Darrell Gunter, and you will see Mr. Watts' interview there. Thank you, and I want to thank you for listening in on this week's program. Remember, leadership begins with you. Have a great weekend.